0: Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the You and I podcast. This week, we have Mela Torres, who is in the process of attaining her psychology and neuroscience degree, but also uses the knowledge she has right now to encourage those around her to fall in love with who they are. With over 30K followers, she emphasizes the need to cleanse and nourish three parts of ourselves, the mind, body, and spirit, creating projects like her coming home experience program. Here's our conversation with Mela.
1: You are listening to the U and I podcast, a lifestyle podcast aiming to create a passionate and thriving community who aspire and inspire in all aspects of life. Here are your hosts, Ozzy and Carol.
0: Today we have Mela on our episode today. Welcome to the U and I podcast hey thanks for having me we have a couple questions for you but first how are you i'm
2: doing great how are you guys
1: i'm doing good can't complain i'm doing good too honestly i'm humble right now yesterday i finished my last essay for sophomore year so i'm actually like i'm pumped (laughs) heading into our junior year yeah But before we get started, we wanted to break the ice a little bit before like officially diving in. Um, so could you describe your perfect day?
2: Is it's like in a world where I have no limits and I can do literally anything? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, my perfect day would be to wake up and go, okay, lounge in bed for a little bit because let's be real. Mm. Um, and then Go to either, like, a waterfall and go swimming or go to the beach and just, like, lay. Basically, it involves sand and water. Or, sorry, sun yeah. and water. Um, Then have, like, an amazing acai bowl. Ooh. Uh, and then, like... I haven't had
1: acai bowls so long. Oh,
2: so good. Wow. Wow. <laughs> um, lounge a little longer. I literally just want to lay in the sun all day. I'm yeah. like a reptile. And then... Maybe, like, do, like, yoga or something. Mm-hmm. Um, go swimming with whale sharks. That's, like, literally my goal. Like, before wow. I
1: die. That, <laughs> this like, is my stairs. perfect day.
2: Like,
1: sharks, sharks, like, the ocean Whale
2: sharks? Me. Whale sharks? Oh, my gosh, look them up. They're so cool. Um, I'm about to. Yes, they're enormous. <laughs> they're so big and just beautiful. I just feel like I would feel so human doing something like that. I'd be like, wow, I'm just a tiny speck. Literally. literally um yeah and then i'd have a picnic on a boat during sunset that would be my perfect day
1: i like that i like that that sounds beautiful that actually sounds that so sounds nice like right such now. a fulfilling day by the beach and on the ocean that sounds i mean really this
2: nice. is an extremely privileged version of like the perfect day yeah.
1: but you know but in my okay. limitless world that's what it would be yes. like <laughs> all right so diving in could you please share with us your background, and the story that has led you to where you are now.
2: So what led me to what I'm doing now, I'd say, started when I was 18 and I moved away from my parents and, you know, started my own life, basically. And... I was kind of like peer pressured into going to school immediately after high school, which is something I didn't really want to do. I'd always plan on taking a sabbatical year. So it kind of made me very like resistant to it and I didn't really want to do it. And for some reason, I was just like very, very drawn to modeling, which now looking back, I'm like, why? (laughs) But um, I really wanted to do that at the time. And I was really into training. So I wanted to do personal training. So like all these other things that were uh, not related to you know, Ancient Civilizations 101, Mm -hmm. general education classes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I like how you... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so so eventually after my first semester at a community college, I was like, this is not for me. I want to pursue modeling. And I did that. And it it went really well for uh, the time that I was in North Carolina. And that led me to wanting to move to Miami, where I was going to pursue like bigger and better things. And once i got there it was a really rude awakening because here in north carolina i was uh, which is where i live now again i came full circle you know i was like a big fish in a small pond i booked almost everything i went for and uh, was very successful and then moving to miami where you have people from all around the world and everyone is so beautiful and perfect and they've been doing this forever it was i was like oh wow this is much harder than i ever expected wow. um but in the midst of all that i was introduced to Uh, an action or sorry a goal setting group I was introduced to veganism and yoga and all these things that I had never really experienced before and it taught me a lot about going after things that you want in life and how to show up in the world and to go after what you really want to take care of your health and all these other things that I'd never really learned about and long story short I decided to pursue I actually was working on doing a vegan food show so I wanted to be like Anthony Bourdain but like young female and everything vegan traveling around the world. So I worked on that and did a few vegan fundraising events for local nonprofits. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was just super exciting and I loved it so much. And eventually I I came to the conclusion that like being somewhat of a like TV celebrity type thing wasn't really, it didn't really align with the kind of lifestyle I wanted to live. I wanted something a little bit more like grounded and um, adventurous, but still stable and I wanted to like travel and experience things with people that I loved instead of like a crew because I'd already experienced that with modeling and it just didn't really feel uh, great to me to so I stopped doing all that and didn't really know exactly what to do next um, I created a an affirmation bracelet company and I handmade like solid gold and silver bracelets and I would put custom affirmations inside and donate proceeds to a nonprofit and I really loved that, that, but ended up moving home and shipped all my materials and they all got lost in the mail. So I was like, you know what? I was in a really dark place and I was like, I'm not really up for investing thousands of dollars to starting this all over again. So I was like, let me just take a break and focus on my mental health. When I was trying to work with myself to figure out why I was in, why I was in such a dark place, I started to find out about functional medicine and how your lifestyle and the food that you eat contributes to your mental health. And I was like, okay, well, let me give this a go and just approach more of an anti-inflammatory uh, diet. So like gluten-free, sugar-free, um, dairy-free, stuff like that, eating lots of plants and whole foods. And oh my gosh, in one month I felt so much better. And it was funny because I'd spent like the whole previous year, like, what is my purpose? What is my purpose? I don't really know. Um now that I'm not doing all these other things I've done before, I feel like I don't have a real identity. And mm-hmm. through this process I really began to like respect myself more and care for myself more and understand that that the, that the information I like dug for to help myself a lot of people don't even know about. And even after a year of seeing so many different doctors and therapists, none of them had ever been like what are you eating? Like, how are you spending your time? Are you playing? Are you getting creative? Like all these other lifestyle factors. So then it became my goal to help other people learn this about their lives and themselves. So now I'm going to school uh, with the ultimate goal of becoming a functional medicine practitioner. So I can work with women to help them in their mental health and hormonal imbalances from a more holistic um, approach. Oh, wow.
0: That was so beautiful. Yeah, no, honestly, no. that was amazing. Your long story short sure was very beautiful. Well, I'm really sorry about your bracelets getting lost, but I think it was yeah. all.
2: Oh, it's fine. It, honestly, it was good. It was like a clean break between every like my previous life and the one that I'm leading now. Not to say they're all, they're not, I mean, they are intertwined, but it gave me the space I needed from like, Everything else to just really focus on healing, so mm-hmm. it it was like a blessing that's, in disguise. That's so great.
0: um Also, I just have a quick question about when you went vegan. Were you not like bitter? <laughs> <Vegan>? <laughs> <laughs> For like a week, and everyone's like, "Why are you so mean?" And I was uh-huh. like, "Am I mean? I don't know. Like, what's going on?" You're saying you're and mean, mean you're like, vegan? What are you vegan. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, apparently I was bitter when I was vegan. <laughs> so, Aww.
2: Like, I honestly like from what I know now, diet has such a huge impact on our mood and our behavior. And that doesn't mean that everyone that goes vegan is going to be bitter or mean, or everyone that goes gluten free is going to feel better. Like everyone's diet diet affects them so much differently so maybe it just made you feel snappy and angry (laughs) for me it made me feel really hungry all the time and i didn't feel like it was very sustainable because everyone was like oh we need to eat real whole foods and i was like i was eating real whole foods and Mm -hmm. i still Mm -hmm. didn't feel good and um yeah just it didn't it didn't feel right to me it didn't feel like it was something i could do for the rest of my life um but I felt like it did make me I, I felt like it made me more compassionate and more caring and like tender, which sounds kind of weird. But um, it was funny because when I stopped being vegan, everyone around me was like, wow, you're like much tougher now. And <laughs> I was like, I guess I don't know. But I it, it guess it just brought some awareness to the fact that like we're all living beings with our own feelings and thoughts and lives. And some of us are suffering way more than other people. And it made me just want to help everybody and and spread a lot of love and care so for me it it was kind of the opposite i guess from what you experienced but i mean i also like i said like i i have had a lot of issues with depression and i still had those at that time so i clearly was mean and snappy to myself like i wasn't always loving and compassionate to myself and that's also extremely important so So would you say that was kind of the moment that led you to decide that you wanted to study neuroscience and psychology? Veganism? Your journey towards it. I mean, definitely. So when I first went back to school, which was in uh, summer of 2018, I didn't really know exactly what I was going for. I knew it had to do with some sort of like marketing because... I already had this like social media presence and I really I was always like wanting to help other people with theirs. But then as I was kind of like detoxing from this like superficial mentality that I had built up from the modeling industry and even just living in Miami. <laughs> I was like, "You know what? I don't really want to be in this like social media digital driven world." And that made me kind of take another step back and be like, "Well, Now I don't, I definitely don't know what I want to do and um, my parents uh, had always been really passionate about the hospitality industry and I really enjoyed working in the hospitality industry when I lived in Miami because I did that part-time as well while I was doing other things. So I was like, okay, I'll do that and and that'll be fun and that'll be cool and, and I'll really love it and it, i really enjoyed the classes i took they were good classes to take such as macroeconomics it taught me um so much about our like our economy that i didn't know about before and marketing classes also helped me so much and business classes like they were all good classes to take but then when i took that that time to learn about my body and learn about mental health i was like this feels so important this feels like something more people need to know about and also, the hospitality industry is so demanding, and I knew it would take a toll on my mental health. So I was like, "Okay, this feels like a message that I want to share with the world for as long as I possibly can." Versus hospitality is—it felt more like a job than a purpose. So, but I—but I hadn't really connected all the dots in my brain, and I have my boyfriend to thank for helping me do that because I was on the phone with him one day. We were living in different places at the time. And he was like, why don't you like go into psychology or something because you're so passionate about this. And I was like, no, I can't do that. Like I had all this other plan ready and uh, I was going to move back to Miami. I already had a hospitality job lined up, uh, an internship like I'd already registered for all my classes. And he was like, this is like your message, you bring to the world is something you're so passionate about and you learned so much. And I talked to all these different people that were in that field about neuroscience and functional medicine. And he's like, this feels like you, like it feels so much like you. And I was like, you know what, let me think about that. And I was like, actually, yes. Yeah, so because I had already been reading so many books on neuroscience and psychology and I, I really loved them um, versus feeling like, like I was just studying to get my degree so I was like okay let's change that so instead we moved to Asheville North Carolina which is um, in the Blue Ridge Mountains it's so beautiful and there isn't pollution and congestion and all these things like it feels healing and nourishing and um, taking these classes at UNCA has just been like Incredible because the teachers there are so passionate about what they're teaching. Neuroscience was the best class ever, and you would never expect that. It sounds torturous, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really like it, and I'm super excited about continuing to learn because it's fun to apply it to real life. Honestly, I relate to that on like such a like level. Um, Karen knows this,
1: but like when I was younger, like even back in middle school, I was always interested in like international relations you know, ways that we can, like, connect, like, the world together, um, and I also been interested in biology, so when I got to college, I was, like, there's no way, like, I always knew I wanted to do international, like, relations, and, like, my first year, and even, like, into, like, my second year, I was just, like, not happy with it, um, I felt like I wasn't really, like growing or like I just wasn't passionate about it um and I had the ability to like you know switch it up and change it even though it was scary and definitely took me care I was like oh have you changed your major yet uh, and I was like no not yet I'm still thinking about it <laughs> um uh but you know I'm happy that I really you know as you said you know took that leap of faith and you know I'm so much more happier now that I'm doing
2: yeah it. so you switched from international relations
1: yeah but not so I've always been interested in national relations and science um, so now I'm doing a BS in international relations with, like, a concentration in global public health and, like, a science science field, like, biology field. Yeah. It's going well. I, like, I love it. <laughs> um, But could you talk to us more about, like, how is your undergraduate experience going? Is it what you, like, expected it to be, to look like? Um, And then talk to us more about, like, that functional medicine. I want to know more about
2: that. Okay. So the... <laughs> this is telling you something unrelated to get to something more related. So when I, um, so I actually grew up in Chile in South America and when I moved to the States, I moved uh, my sophomore year. And it was funny cause I would like grown up watching high school musical and Mean Girls and all that stuff. So I expected high school to be a very specific way which it was not, <laughs> very rude awakening coming going to a public school in the middle of nowhere. So I had these expectations that clearly did not come to fruition. But then going to college, I didn't really have any idea what that was going to be like, especially when I lived in LA, I had, I knew kind of what the culture was there and what people were like there. So maybe if I would have gone to a college out there, I would have had expectations of what an 18 year old LA person would be like, but going to a liberal arts college in the middle of the mountains, I had no idea what that was going to be like. So there weren't any real expectations. The only expectation I would say I had is that I had done most of my associates online and then I was going to go to school for the first time in person when I came to Asheville. And I was also taking harder classes than I'd ever taken before. Like, there's still entry-level, you know, 101-type classes, like chemistry and research methods and stuff. But I had never taken science classes since, like, 10 years ago, so I was terrified. But it ended up being much more fun than I expected. I thought that having to go to class and then also study at home would be so much more work than just sitting at home and studying all day. It felt, much, it felt so much nicer to like go to a place where everyone is learning, uh, that's a really great university too because I feel like everyone is really passionate about what they're studying there. And I also, ex- I guess I did expect for everyone to be like 18 to 20 years old and it wasn't really like that at all, which was nice because I didn't feel like some grandma next to everybody <laughs> else. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so I guess that was how that experience was. Um, undergraduate experience is also very, it's been rewarding going to school later in life. I mean, I'm only 24, but to me, it just feels so much later because everyone else I know is already in their first job and they graduated years ago. I like it more because I feel like I get so much more out of it. Like if I would have continued studying when I was 18 and I didn't want to, I I probably would have studied some random uh like communications or something that's like so vague uh and I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it but now I'm literally like meeting with my teachers and going to tutoring getting really excited and always speaking up in class and like I was like getting ready to do this whole mentoring thing with freshman students um before all this crazy COVID-19 stuff Mm -hmm. happened um so it's been it's been really awesome getting to connect with like both the teachers and like the dean of students and all and other students because I didn't have that opportunity doing school online. So that was really fun and it, it makes it feel like it's a really important part of life, which it is, uh, but doing it online and just like signing on and submitting my assignment and that's it didn't really feel like that. So I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> oh, <definitely>. Thank
1: you.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, and then functional medicine. The best way to explain it is that functional medicine is a branch of medicine that is more holistic, so it looks at all aspects of your life, um, all your like lifestyle choices, including diet, and when trying to cure something, whether it be like depression or even diabetes or uh, heart disease or anything. It looks at the root cause of the problem instead of the symptoms of the problem, uh, which tends to happen a lot in conventional medicine. People also like to call it Western medicine. So for example, with with me, what I was dealing with was uh, premenstrual dysphoric disorder. I usually just call it depression because most people understand depression and have never heard of PMDD before. Um and when I saw gynecologists because they deal with women's health, you know, they would just be like, "Oh, um, you're depressed, take antidepressants, take birth control pills." And I was like, "Well, can we find out why I'm depressed? Like I've always been very much of a why person, and I didn't and I wanted to know why this was happening, and I didn't feel like I was getting any answers. So that's when I found out about functional medicine, which is all about the why. And then for me, it was just switching up some of my, like, um, foods that I ate and how I exercise and stuff like that. And it helped me tremendously. So it's like a root cause type medicine. Mm, I like that. Yeah.
0: You said with your degree, you're planning on helping women deal with their mental illnesses. Do you want to dive a little bit more and explore that for us, I guess?
2: Yeah. So... I feel like especially in like psychology, a lot of people get into it because they've dealt with something. They have dealt with something and they want to help other people navigate that and I, it feels very much that way. I don't feel like there are enough people or especially women that are trying to help other women navigate their cycles, their hormonal imbalances and a lot of times or their mental health and sometimes mental health can be a hormonal imbalance. So I want to help women with hormonal imbalances such as uh, PMS, uh, extreme PMS, which is PMDD, depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, postpartum depression, all of those things through their lifestyle factors, through diet, different, I guess, I don't think that there's like a one-stop shop for these issues, but I do feel like you can have someone that really helps you. And then if you need to also see a therapist or... Um, you need to see a conventional medicine doctor. Then those can also be aids to you. But I feel like in approaching your health um, or any issues you may be dealing with from a holistic point of view, like how are you exercising? What what are you eating? Are you spending time by yourself? Are you journaling? Are you meditating? Those things are really important to to learn about and work with before taking like a medication or doing any kind of like intense therapy because. At the end of the day, those things that I mentioned earlier of like your diet and, and you know, time to relax and all of that, that sets the foundation for all those other things that you want to add on top. So like for me, before I ever found out about functional medicine, I um, had seen many therapists and I didn't really feel like it was helping me that much. Just because I was like, everything you're telling me, I know. Like I know these things, I know that I should handle this this way I know that I should do like I know everything that you're telling me but when I when I get into that moment where I'm feeling challenged like all that goes out the window and I'm not doing any of it because I feel like my body is like taking over I just start crying or yelling or (laughs) whatever Um, and eventually I found out is because I I had so much inflammation that I was like releasing certain hormones that make me feel anxious and depressed so it's important to seek help through other avenues too but you have to make sure that your body is balanced and in good health as well. Um,
0: So you arrived through all this from like your overall experience and your overall just like exploring like different avenues of your life. What would be your advice to someone who's also having those difficulties to kind of like move them towards like getting towards the root of the problem rather than just trying to find a quick solution to like just pop it uh, like take a pill yeah or a yeah well if this.
2: someone first of all doesn't want to start med- medication or maybe they're on it but they don't want to be on it i would just highly suggest to anybody to seek out a, a functional medicine practitioner some of them accept insurance some don't sometimes it can get kind of pricey just because of the lab work so that would be like my that would be my ideal advice like if you can afford it or if you can find if you can find a way to afford it and to like i truly believe when there's a will there's a way then definitely see a functional medicine practitioner um they are highly certified because they have to have some sort of like uh you know quotation marks western medicine uh degree certification so most of them are md doctors or physician's assistants or nurse practitioners or or acupuncturists or all these other things before they can actually practice functional medicine. So it's not like you're just seeing some random person that's telling you to eat veggies or something like that. Um, they like genuinely know a lot about health and and weaning people off medication or helping them so they don't need it. However, if you don't have the resources to see a functional medicine practitioner, you, you can get experimental, which is basically what I did. Uh, because through my Through my experimental process, I found out about functional medicine, so I didn't really know that I should go see one until after I was done (laughs) with my like (laughs) transformation. So what I would suggest to somebody to read books, if someone's struggling with their mental health, the best book they could read is uh, Beyond, I want to say Beyond the Pill. No, wait, that's not it. Oh, Mm. A Mind of Your Own. Beyond the Pill is another (laughs) gunman. A Mind of (laughs) Your Own um, by Kelly Brogan. That book is all about mental health, about depression and anxiety, bipolar disorder. And she talks about everything. I mean, that's how I learned everything that I applied to myself and found out about functional medicine. She goes into depth about research that has been done around depression, what has helped, what hasn't helped, different ways to optimize your lifestyle and diet so that you can feel better. And lots and lots of conversation around um, antidepressants and medications and how they affect your body and i grew up my mom is an obgyn so i grew up like super into western medicine like if i had a headache i would take a pill if i like any kind of discomfort just take a pill and you'll feel better and so for me it was just like my intuition was like this isn't the right thing but i was staying with my mom throughout this recovery and she was like oh my god like i see you suffering every day just take antidepressants why are you torturing yourself and i was just like no 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 so i really wanted to read this book to educate myself not only on how to feel better and help myself without medication, but also to learn about antidepressants so that if I was going to argue that I didn't want them, I knew why. Um, So I would highly, and she talks about actually coming off medication as well. So if anyone needs, wants help and they want to help themselves and maybe they can't afford going to a functional medicine practitioner, that book is like, to me, it's like the Bible and the Holy Grail. I love Mm -hmm. it so much. And she does, it sounds very sciencey and boring, but she does a really great job at making it like extremely passionate and it feels very intimate and um she does a great job at explaining the science behind depression um in a very very simple approachable way like i said i hadn't taken a science class since i was like 15 so like almost 10 years ago (laughs) when i read this book so i didn't know anything and it was really helpful to read her book and the way she breaks it all down i was like oh i can actually understand this and yeah that's kind of what led me into wanting to study neuroscience so I'd say yeah, see a functional medicine practitioner or read a mind of your own. Those are both really great books. And if somebody doesn't feel ready to dive into like the sciencey part about it, um she actually wrote another book recently called Own Yourself and that one is a little bit more of like the emotional, spiritual journey of healing yourself from depression. And I felt like that one was a little bit more like entry level. Like if someone isn't sure they want to take that step, I felt like that one was kind of like the hype you up book. And then yeah. the other one gives you more <laughs> of the I like that. more of the like actual information. So it just depends on like what step you're on. Like for me, reading own yourself after a mind of your own felt like super remedial. I was just like, okay, I already like you already said all of this in the other mm. book plus mm. some. But if you don't feel totally ready to like do that really hard work because it is very hard then own yourself would be a good place to start
1: um i want to like go a bit more into like the practical steps that we can take to um you know kind of i don't know how the like best phrase is but you know take care of ourselves Uh, i know you mentioned journaling but do you have any other like rituals or like you know practical things that we can do um you know to do that
2: yeah i mean I don't, I haven't said this, but I'm not an expert. I'm still working on my education. Yeah. So this is more from what I've learned through experience and reading. And I I do like to look up like um, uh, studies and everything. Um, but me- I mean, meditation has been shown to help so, so much. Um, a lot of like empirical studies, like will say that they'll call it like stress reduction something something i can't remember exactly what it's called but they don't actually call it meditation but that's what it is um so meditation is super helpful and in order to see real benefits you're supposed to do it for like 30 minutes a day but honestly like even just doing it for five minutes a day 10 minutes a day is still super helpful just in like a superficial level which to me still helps like If I can do that and and calm down a little bit, that feels more helpful than not doing it at all. Mm -hmm. But maybe I didn't have or maybe I didn't want to prioritize dedicating 30 minutes of my day to that. Um, But yeah, definitely meditation helps a lot. Uh, Journaling helps so, so much. I um, there are many times that through my like healing process and even like leading up to this like big thing, I would be I would project onto other people and be like mad at them for something that they did and I'd be mad at other people for something that they did to me and then through like journaling and like going over the whole situation in my head and journaling it out I'd realize oh I actually like I was not innocent in this interaction and there were things that I could have done better too and that's something that this whole process taught me is that when we pretend we're okay or we pretend that we're the victim or all these things, we're not really facing the truth. And only once you realize what your part is and whatever it is that's going on, can you approach that and work on that and heal that. So it took me realizing that I wasn't perfect and I and I was doing a lot of harmful things to myself and other people and I was like, oh... <laughs> I have a lot of work to do here and it it would help me like forgive myself and also forgive the other person for whatever happened and be like, okay, that's in the past now and I'm going to approach things in a better way. So journaling, whether that be like just free writing, like just random things, if you're in a good mood and and you just want to journal just to keep the habit going or if something bad does happen, it's good to just kind of like have that conversation with yourself in a way by journaling about it and i i really okay so uh you found me through the jump program yes so you did you did the jump program
1: not yet I, i've been thinking about okay it. You i need followed to do her it. when she did like fit and thick oh, okay yeah but, like it's really interesting to see how she's just changed like yeah Nicole, Mejia? Me- mm-hmm. I don't know how to the last name. Mm-hmm. But yeah, how she's transitioned into more sort of like a mindful yeah. Like mindful improvement of yourself in terms of fitness and yeah. things like that.
2: So I don't have you talked about this on here or should no not yet. Okay, so for anyone that doesn't know what jump is, it's a twenty eight day program that focuses on your mental health and like self development, on the food that you eat. Um, it gives you like a total like a complete meal plan for what kind of foods to eat to or i guess like meals it gives you a meal plan yeah. of great like whole food plant-based meals and then they also give you exercises to do like six days out of the week and one of their journal prompts was to incorporate more play into your life they were like think about something that you loved as a kid and just like um, schedule 30 minutes in this week to do that one thing and I, I had already started doing this, but it was just nice to see them like talk about that and yeah. bring voice to that because I feel like so many times, um, especially depending on the personality type, we can be like, everything I do must be productive and <laughs> I can only <laughs> study and work and clean my house and cook. And aside from that, that's it. And it's so important. It really is so important for us to take time out, to be in nature, to like go for a walk and Just like with the meditation even if it's a five minute walk that's still better than nothing at all like being in nature is so so important and just getting creative is so important doing things that feel healing and nourishing that that is just so important so for me that looks like uh watercoloring like i'm not good at painting at all but just to like play with the colors and just take that time just kind of be by myself and get creative is fun um and sometimes I'll even make it kind of productive, like to just kind of like feel still like good about it still like, I'll, like I doodled out something to put on my fridge. I was like, this is what's in the fridge. This is what I need to buy. And I like watercolored all over it and laminated it. And now it's on the fridge. Um, oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so stuff like that. Um, yeah, I truly feel like being in nature is also just really important. But I am actually drum roll working on um a mind and body guide right now with a functional medicine practitioner who is so incredible um so it's gonna be a 20 thank you it's a 28 day program and she will be handling all of the like food um side of everything to help you feel aligned physically and then I'm going to be working on all the mental health um, aspect of it. So kind of like joining mind and body together and teaching people about how they're so interconnected and what you can do to optimize your mental and physical health. So that should be ready soon, but I'll let you guys know. And it's like when we have like an actual date of when we're going to release it. But yeah, it'll have a lot of great exercises and things that you can do to help support your mental health. Ooh, I'm looking forward to that launch date. <laughs>
0: um, so you're also into fitness. Can you talk to us about your fitness journey and
2: how did you start and where you are now? So my fitness journey, um, it like, so like I said, I grew up in Chile and there our school was really into fitness and they would make us do um, like their version of PE. Three days a week like throughout your entire education <laughs> uh, like from kindergarten to 12th grade and i actually hated it so much i did not i was a very lazy child so um <laughs> Yeah, I was like torture. They would always yell at me like, come on, run, run. They were super into cross-country and I was like, I can't, like literally hyperventilating. <laughs>
1: cross-country? No, we yeah. stay away I'm from anything long, fun. like long distance?
2: No. Well, it's I funny now as I look back good. and it was, they were only asking us to run like a mile basically, but it just felt like <laughs> forever. Um, so when we moved to the States and I had already fulfilled that requirement in my freshman year, they were like, oh, you're good. You don't have to, you don't have to do P.E. And I just started to feel so different immediately like granted I was already going through major depression from like moving to another country and not knowing the culture and all these things but now looking back I'm sure that had a, um, an impact on it as well and I started to notice my body looked very different too. And I was always like oh, I just want someone to like tell me to go to the gym like if someone would just tell me to go I would go. But of course, no one is like telling you to go to the gym like that's not anybody's responsibility. So then my boyfriend in high school actually was like super into fitness and he was like, come on, let's, let's go. And we would go to the gym for like hours every day. And that's what really got me on to my fitness journey because it just became a part of my lifestyle. And then modeling, I developed somewhat of an unhealthy relationship with fitness where I felt like it was something I had to do where I was like a waste of life and I would just work out all the freaking time, um, which probably wasn't the most healthy. But that kept me like, you know, always being active and moving. Um, and then now where I am is and something I would really learned through my journey with depression is that like moving in a way that feels good to me is much more important than moving in a way that's going to burn the most calories or make my butt bigger or waist smaller or whatever. So that really taught me a lot about like, I don't have to go do, I don't have to go max out at the gym for me to put energy into my physical health. I can do a 20 minute yoga flow or I can do Pilates and totally suck at it (laughs) um
1: is so hard it's
2: so hard and I used to think I was a strong person until I started working at a Pilates studio and tried to do a class and I was like and no (laughs) (laughs) I cannot do this um but it's fun to just try it sometimes and or it can look like just going for a hike or a walk like literally it can look it can look so many different ways and I started to find out that when I listen to my body and just give it what it wants instead of what I'm telling it to need or want, um, I feel so much better. So now, you know, before I used to go to the gym religiously, like if I didn't go seven days a week, I hated myself for it. And now mm-hmm. I know that sometimes I'll take a couple of days off and that's okay. Like as long as that's not a recurring thing where I don't move my body, but It can look just like I said, very different. Sometimes I'll just go for a walk around my neighborhood, and sometimes I'll drive far and go to on a beautiful hike, or I'll do like I said, Pilates, or one of the like jump workouts where it's like super intense and like a kind of like a weightlifting type thing, like a hit weightlifting thing. Um, So yeah, every day looks a little bit different. I like that because I get to get creative with how I move, and it keeps me happy and keeps things interesting. So. Yeah, it's definitely evolved a lot.
1: (laughs) So I guess of the things like of the activities that you do in terms of fitness, what would you say are like your favorite? Like if you like, what are your favorite ones to do?
2: I used to love, love, love yoga. But for some reason, I just it's been like hard for me to do recently. I think it's just because I like going to like the studio and like that feels so nice, like going to a place and doing it instead of just doing it in my like living room or something um because i feel like it's hard to like not think about all the other things that i need to do while doing something so slow which is probably why i should do it but i don't (laughs) um but so what i really liked are things that are a little bit more like um, fast paced so the pilates studio that i used to work at uh classique the owner there has an online platform called uh core self and it's incredible she does a lot of pilates videos that are all influenced by chinese medicine philosophy so there will be um, like one video that's more like fire, like the element fire inspired and it's more playful and fast paced and blah, blah, blah. Like all all those, I don't know all the different things about it, but, and then she'll have other ones that are like more water inspired, which is like the winter element. And it's more of like stripping down to the bare, or the fundamentals and like uh, getting very precise with how you move. So everything is inspired by the elements in Chinese medicine, which I think is so beautiful. Um, And one of the classes she does is called chisel and it's something that she created and it's like so crazy intense but it's super fun. Um, You need like a slick surface to do it on it's either like hardwood floor tile or something like that. And you just put on socks and she'll like absolutely crush your abs. (laughs) It's like basically all like ab work, but lots of like squats and a lot of um, unilateral movements. So everything on like one leg or something. And she just gets really, really playful. And I really love that it it makes you move your your body in a way that you have never moved it before. Um, And the first time I did chisel, I was like, this is so horrible I don't ever want to do this again but then seeing everybody else doing it all the time at the studio I was like okay I need to try this one more time and going into it like knowing how miserable it would be made it much more fun so um I really like to do that when I'm feeling more high energy and then um another favorite way to move I do love weightlifting because that was like the first way I ever exercised um voluntarily (laughs) so I like to do weightlifting but now that I've been home um I only have like eight pound weights and one 12 pound weight so it's been a little light but I do love like you know traditional like deadlifts and squats and stuff like that and then hiking is like my ultimate just like favorite thing to do so yeah those are my favorite ways to move
0: you say that when you're working out you tend to just listen to your body and give it what it wants or, like, just like working out in general, would that be your advice for somebody who wants to like create a fitness routine? Just like wait and listen and see what your body wants with that. Like, how do you know what your body wants? Because at times I'm like, I don't want to move. And then, like, I don't want to move can go into like a month of me just not doing anything.
2: <laughs> That's a really good question. Um, I feel like, and some, so I actually did an Instagram live with, Um, somebody yesterday that was saying like sometimes your intuition can be clouded and I was so glad she said that because it's so true I feel like there's a lot of conversation around listening to your intuition listening to your gut and sometimes that can be very misleading Um, so when it comes to somebody that maybe doesn't have a fitness routine and they want to establish one I do feel like the best thing you do is just commit to like okay either commit to doing one style of exercise maybe four times a week for a month or something like that. Um, And for me, what really helps is having an accountability buddy. So if you have somebody, like maybe your best friend, you're like, okay, we're gonna Zoom every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and we're gonna do this workout together. We're gonna die together and it'll be great. Um, So I feel like that is the best way to do it. Like the whole reason I got into fitness is because my boyfriend was dragging me to the gym every single day. Like if it weren't for him, I wouldn't have had that same dedication and probably wouldn't have developed that routine. So I truly believe that accountability buddies are like a saving grace when it comes to establishing a new routine. Uh, And if you don't want to do that, another way that I like to get in, like another way I like to get active when I'm feeling super uninspired is to challenge myself to trying different workouts. So um, I, I think a lot of times people are like, okay, I either have to do yoga or lift weights because um, those are like what you hear of most often but yeah, maybe yeah. that isn't your favorite way to work out so then it's going to feel miserable every time you work out and maybe you haven't tried pilates or kickboxing or or, all spinning. These, or swimming, swimming or like all, <laughs> all these other things that can also feel really good but you don't know that you love it because you haven't tried it yet and instead you're just trying to force yourself to love weightlifting or yoga or whatever and you just don't like it so i feel like for me i guess that would be a really great great place to start just being like okay these next two weeks or this next month i'm going to try this this and this and for me like the best way to commit is just to like prepay for a class because <laughs> then you're like okay now i have to do this yeah, I have to go. <laughs> but it, right now i understand like funds are kind of tight because of uh coronavirus and everything yeah. so um but if you can like tell a friend like hey let's both tune into this free instagram live workout Thursday at noon, or something like that, then you can both together try new things and commit to it because you said you were going to commit to it with somebody else. Um, And that way you can kind of explore. In fact, right now is a really great time to try different workouts because there's so many free workouts online at the moment. So you can tune into all these different people and try new things and maybe you try it once and you're like, wow, I'm really glad I didn't pay $20 to take that class because I didn't really (laughs) like it that much. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like just getting creative and making it fun. Like that's one thing I love that I learned at the Pilates studio I was working at before the world came crashing down is that they really prioritized play. Like everything that they did, they were like, let's get, let's play, let's get playful. And I was Mm -hmm. like, wow, I always thought of moving as like, hard work and super intense, but sometimes just getting creative and doing random things can just feel really good.
0: Okay, that's like really interesting because the way I committed to working out last summer was that I just paid for a gym membership and kind of like any class was included. <laughs> so I kind of got to experiment with a lot of different things. And hearing you talk about Pilates makes me want to try it again. I tried Pilates, Pilates twice. Honestly. It just, it just hurts so bad. (laughs) I don't know. Is it kind of like yoga with like, you need to have like the right instructor to kind of just like make you want to do it? Because that's how I was at first with yoga. I didn't want to do it. And then I tried Pilates and with the instructor, I was like, I don't like this. So.
1: It honestly reminds me like a bit of like yoga and like bar. Mm Mm-hmm together, together. Like yeah, like yeah, yeah I feel like they have a lot of, it. like,
2: similar fundamentals, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, I definitely say that instructors have a lot to do with how some, how you feel about something, like, okay, like, I tried bar once, and I felt so bad, because my boyfriend was traveling a lot at the time, and he was like, here is, like, a gift to you while I'm gone, I got you this, like, five class pass to this, like, really expensive bar studio, and I was like, oh my god, yay, and I went once, and I did not like the instructor, and I was like, I'm never going back (laughs) he was like it was like so expensive and I was like yeah well sorry I don't want to go back I didn't like the guy um and I think he was like the only one that did the bar class but oh no yeah (laughs) it was also I was not in the mood I kind of went to like lift my spirits but then when I found out how freaking hard bar is I was like um, yeah I was like now I just want to cry (laughs) so it's just not good all around but yeah instructors can have a lot and I also feel like sometimes mood like the first time I tried chisel which now I love I was like kind of like forced like peer pressured into it by everyone that worked there because everyone did it they were like just come do it and I was like fine but I was not in a like mental space for it but then trying it by myself later on because I wanted to I was like okay this is actually really fun so yeah but if you want to try Core Self, they do like a free week um so you can always just like sign up and if you want to cancel it before they charge you um you can just do that but yeah. it's really fun you should definitely try it exciting
1: thank you so um what are your some of your favorite ways to like start your day like if you could like when you start your day what does it look like
2: um well now it looks much different
1: <laughs> yeah but we can do like um like your usual versus like maybe now
2: yeah uh so usually when like um life is smooth sailing I would get up at like 6 six thirty, and meditate for 20 minutes uh and then I would go to the gym and then I would go to class So we'll shower, you know, all those good things after the gym and then go to class. And honestly, I've tried intermittent fasting so many times, but I just can't do it. So I'll have like breakfast or something before I go to the gym um, or sorry, before I go to to class or work or whatever it may be. Um, So yeah, like meditate, moving my body. I feel like starting the day off like that usually makes me feel really good before doing all those other things that I may or may not want to do. Um, and then now it, it looks very lazy because <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm very much like a routine person. So when I like have that routine going where I'm like, yeah, I'm waking up, yeah. I'm moving and then I'm going to school. It's like, okay, bam, bam, bam. like I'm good. And I check it all off. But now it's like, I may or may not have to do anything that day. So it's like, I'm just going to lay in bed until I feel like I can't sleep anymore, which is only <laughs> usually till about like seven or eight anyways. But Um, it feels much more lazy, and I've gotten really bad about meditating now in this time just because I feel like I'm like doing something at home throughout the entire day, and then it's like all the days over, and now I just want to pass out, so I just go to sleep. So it's just been a lot of cuddling. Like, my boyfriend and I are very affectionate, so I'll just like cuddle for almost an hour (laughs) every morning, and then um, we sit in one of our rooms that's like full of windows, so we call it the sunroom and uh he'll have coffee and i'll have lemon wa- like hot lemon water mm. and we just we do a crossword puzzle and then we go our separate ways and that's it so it's really nice and like nourishing but it's definitely not like productive at yeah, all yeah like your usual yeah. yeah
0: do you think like when this is all over you're gonna go back to your regular way or are you gonna try to incorporate some of like your relaxing routine into your like go 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 routine?
2: yeah i mean it's hard to say because getting back into routine can be really challenging sometimes. And I feel like just everyone getting back into the routine might look very like awkward for a while after um, quarantine and stay at home and all of that. Uh, so I'm not really sure. We'll have to see how that pans out. But I would like to start meditating in the morning again. And I've been saying that, but it's just been... I mean, there's no real excuse to why I haven't done it, but it's just been challenging for me. So I would like to do that, like once things are back into a routine. As far as I know, summer uh, summer classes are gonna be online, so things will still look kind of weird over the summer. And hopefully we're closing on a house soon, so we'll be like remodeling and all of that. So it'll be a really crazy summer between class, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Congrats on my house! Uh, thank amazing. you. Um, but then, very the- yeah. yeah, but then in the fall, I'm taking like twenty credits, um, and it should be in person. So I'm better. I'm better. Yeah, twenty. I'm even to take twenty? <laughs> Why? I had to like fill out a form. Why? Because um. <laughs> I don't know. I just i I took sixteen this uh, this past semester, and it didn't. I mean, it was definitely challenging, but it didn't feel impossible. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I'll just take one more class and see how that goes, and if it feels way too overwhelming, then I'll just drop one. But my goal is to not do that (laughs) um but some of the classes are like uh like um modern like what is it i don't know one of the history classes um one of them is just a lab so like it shouldn't be totally horrible um but yeah i'm sure when that happens i'll definitely have to establish a routine because if not i'm sure it will get really crazy really fast so i could see myself meditating every morning again for sure
0: um, can you talk to us a little bit more about the Jump program
2: and how it's going
0: and what's your main takeaways from it?
2: So, Jump, like I said earlier, Jump Jump is a 28-day program and it's, like, um, created by, hosted by uh, something called the Lully app, which they just opened their app, so that's really exciting. Yeah. Um,
1: Such a pretty app.
2: I know, it's so freaking, their aesthetic is just gorgeous, but yeah. it's it's been created by... by two sisters Noelle and Nicole Mejia and it focuses on to me like the three pillars of life your how you move your body what you feel your body with and uh, like self-development mental health like a focus and they do I mean they give you something to work with every single day like what you should eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, how to cook those foods. They give you a grocery, li- grocery list, tell you how to exercise. Like They'll give you like like exactly what exercises, like circuit training to go through. Uh, they also have days where you do yoga, you're supposed to just walk. And then they give you a journal prompt for every day. And my takeaway from it was... Well, what's funny is like I already I didn't feel like it really like introduced anything totally new to me because I Mm. I already kind of ate the way that they, um like would instruct the us to basically like lots of plants but I guess I did end up with really great new recipes (laughs) because I (laughs) um usually just like will throw I'll either just roast a bunch of veggies or. Uh, saute a bunch of veggies or something so it was really nice to like learn how to cook tofu really well and like make really fun salads like poke bowls and um, fajita bowls and all all these different things so I really did get a lot of like good real meals out of it instead of just like throwing things together um, and then also it was just nice to do some of their journal, journal prompts because they did teach me a lot like for example I'd never thought of uh, like we talked about earlier play and creativity as like mental health thing i just thought it was like like fun to do like good for you but i'd never really connected the dots so it helped me kind of process a lot of things that i had thought about on my own that i'd never really connected to mental health before Uh, so that was fun and also i felt like the journal prompts were really fun conversation starters and it was a good way for me to like talk about something that was more deep and significant with the people that i love without just like pulling it out of nowhere because i would never like think to talk about those things with them um so i would be like oh i did this thing like today the journal prompt for jump was xyz and this was one of the resources that they gave us and it might have been like a youtube video or a poem or whatever and i find it really interesting because xyz like it brought this up in me and it gave me like a way to have that conversation with other people that i never would have had before so that was really nice and i really enjoyed that Yeah. And I, and also really just the accountability, like it kind of just reaffirmed for me that accountability is so important because I did it, I actually did the jump program as like an ambassador or whatever you want to call it for them. So I had to like post about it all the time. So if I wasn't doing it, it was very apparent Yeah, (laughs) and I would feel really guilty too, because they were counting on that. So um, it was a really, really amazing way for me to stay on top of my diet, um, my exercise routine, so many things. So, like, it, it's about $100, I, I think, $100 to do the program, and it's mm-hmm. honestly so worth it. And especially if someone does want to get into a better exercise routine or they want to learn how to cook more plant-based meals – it's an incredible investment, and it's so worth it. and And right now, with quarantine and everything, they've even been working with uh, people that maybe can't afford it and see like what they can't afford. And they're being very, very flexible with their pricing because of everything that's going on right now. So I, I really love that. but yeah, it's a really it's a really incredible program, and they're helping so many women and um, it's influential on so many different levels. It's really great. Um, I know you talk about you talk a lot about
1: mental health and like the importance of mental health. For other times when, um, you know you're not your biggest fan and like for people who struggle with that as well, um, what do you suggest they do to kind of get out of that headspace and start to you know love themselves again?
2: That I love that question because I feel like when it comes to like mental health, when we read about mental health and like how you should love yourself and all these things we think it's gonna be like that 24-7 and it's not it's a constant journey and that doesn't look I mean it can look so many different ways is the thing and when it comes to me not being my biggest fan or maybe not loving myself or something like that I feel like something I've learned in many different ways in life is that awareness is the first step to growing in any direction or in any different situation so You know, maybe I like every time I'm premenstrual, I think I look disgusting, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm so fat. Nothing looks good on me. Oh my gosh, I look bad in every picture." Like I'm just hating on myself 24/7, and just being aware of like, "Okay, you're premenstrual right now. This isn't this isn't a solid perspective on yourself," Mm -hmm. and just having that awareness of like where I am in my cycle helps me. Or sometimes saying what I'm thinking about myself out loud helps me realize how ridiculous it is. I'm like, would you ever say this to somebody else? No. That's like
1: my. That's like the one that I do. Like, would you say that to your like your best friend?
2: Exactly. Yeah, that is like my favorite tool to just be like, would you ever say this to somebody else? Mm, No, you would never tell somebody that they look gross in a picture. Like, if someone was ever like, oh, I hate that picture of myself. Anytime a friend says that, I'm like, you look beautiful. What are you talking about? And it's like, you need to say that to yourself as well. Like. We, we want to talk other people up and help other people feel confident and cared for. But then when it comes to ourselves, it's like all that goes out the window. Mm-hmm. And um, to me, that's been extremely important. And that's what I had to learn through depression through coming to, like accepting myself physically and, and emotionally and mentally is like having unconditional love for myself and that means that uh, I have to be compassionate with myself. Like my Instagram handle used to be compassionately compassionatelymela, and I talked about compassion so much. And it's funny because like I applied that to like being compassionate for people that were less fortunate or the animals or all these other things. But when it came to myself, I wasn't compassionate yeah. at all. <laughs> and that's like so important. And that reflects into everything else as well. So and being compassionate means like maybe I'm having a really off day. Maybe I don't want to work on anything Maybe I don't want to study all these things, but instead of hating myself for it, um, which is like kind of like the like instinctual reaction. It's like, oh, you suck. You don't want to do anything right now. It's being like, okay, it's fine. Like you're just having an off day. What can I do to make you feel better? Like to literally ask myself that question, like what can I do to make you feel better? And sometimes that means taking a nap or going for a walk or eating like an acai bowl or something like that it's like okay now i feel a little now i feel a little bit better or like calling my mom or something like that so i feel like it's just being aware of the fact that you're in a place where you're not you know loving yourself or being your cheerleader and and figuring out okay what can i do to help myself it's so beautiful i love that acai bowls yeah i at
0: some point i turned acai bowls into my ice cream like you know what you're, only, you're going to use acai bowls to
2: cheer yourself up. Yeah, acai bowls are like the guy. fix for everything.
0: They <laughs> are. <laughs> um, so what advice would you give to anyone about like managing it all with school, fitness, friendships, and your social media? What tips do you have for that?
2: One of the tips that I've been wanting to actually put put into practice which I've gotten a little bit better at now that I like made my own little office space and wasn't just sitting at the main table next to my loved one, um, which is to have a schedule and really stick to it, um, which is easier to do when we can go to school in person. But right now that isn't possible. So it's been nice to like come and just like work on my own, know that that is my time to just focus And a piece of advice someone gave me that I really love was to just set alarms for little breaks that you can take to like go grab some water, um, to journal, to meditate, to go give somebody a hug, like all these different things that we don't really think of when we're just like, I gotta work, I gotta do these things. But if you don't take those little breaks for yourself, you're gonna end up feeling stressed out and worn out and all these other things from managing it all. Oh my gosh. I'm like I don't know, I'm still trying to figure that out. And <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: that's okay. Um, that's totally fine as well.
2: I mean, I think it it does look different for everybody. For me, man, when things were normal, for me managing it all was kind of like looking ahead and seeing like, okay, what like what is my schedule like this week? What tutoring sessions am I going to go to? What like if you're in any clubs, what time does that take away from you or sports or any extracurricular activities? like figure out when that when that is and figure out when you can sneak in some time to exercise because that is so important like come exams i would always stop exercising but then like the day of the exam i would go exercise and get all that tension out because i was like i already spent a week studying this if i don't know it by now that's bad so <laughs> and i'm not going to learn it in the next 30 minutes before the exam so i'm just going to go move my body and and i'll feel relaxed and better and i can approach the material in a healthier way so I really do feel like exercising is very important and even if you can only go for like 30 minutes or whatever like that's still great it's better than not going so figuring out when you can fit that in is really good I used to literally just like live out of my car and I would just have like a change of clothes all of my like working out clothes in there I would take all of my meal prep and all of that meal prep is also super helpful so you don't have to worry about like where am I going to get my food and then you're like freaking out and then you maybe go get fast food or you spend way too much on food from the cafeteria or something like that. So having meal prep with with me was extremely helpful. Um, But yeah, if I like, if my plan was to go to the gym at 7 a.m. and then go to my 8 a.m. class and that didn't end up happening because that sounds horrible. (laughs) Um, I would just be like, okay, well, it's not a big deal. Again, compassion for myself. I'll just go between my 8 a.m. and noon class or something like that. Um, So then I would just go use the shower and go about the rest of my day. So just like being super aware of like what time you do have and taking advantage of it instead of telling yourself, I can't do this and be like, I can do this, just I have to do it differently. So I guess just like getting creative with how you approach your schedule, uh, allowing yourself to be spontaneous because sometimes I don't know about other people but I'm a Capricorn so I'm like I have to do all these things <laughs> you are too <laughs> yeah I'm like yes I'm, a Capricorn. yes I'm like I gotta do everything like I have no time for fun but yeah I feel like just being spontaneous and being like oh I'm I don't feel like losing my amazing parking spot at school, so I'm going to just go to the gym for this next half hour and then go about the rest of my day. So that really helped, but also I feel like just preparation is super helpful. Like Lully, uh, the jump program came in as a huge help because I actually did their January um, cycle of jump, and that was when I was first starting school. So taking the time out to do all the meal prep that they gave you was really helpful to me because I hadn't meal prepped in a really long time so like kind of like relearning that and having all those really nutritious meals on deck helped me stay healthy helped my mind stay clear Um, it helped me not have to worry about what I'm going to eat or where I'm going to get it or whatever and it was literally just in my car and in like a little lunch bag cooler thing the whole day so I'd like finish my class and like just go to my car and eat and then go to my next class and then go work out and then then go home and go do dinner. So it helped me. I guess like that would, long story short, preparation. Like preparation is so important. Yeah, just to like have your meals prepped out, have your have your clothes, your change of clothes in the car, all of that is super helpful because then you can kind of just play it by ear from there if you need to or if you're a more structured person, you can schedule it out. But having that stuff prepared and like ready to go in my my home of a car (laughs) basically was super super helpful but that's not to say that it wasn't hard sometimes and like sometimes I didn't I didn't work out or I or I would just go grab something at the cafeteria because I didn't have time but at least that way like the majority of the time I did feel like I was supporting myself
1: um and how was it growing your social media presence um and do you have any tips for anybody who wants to be more active with their social media
2: so I always feel when people ask me this I'm like I kind of cheated because when I first started my Instagram I was doing a lot of bikini modeling and I felt like and this was also when Instagram wasn't really as saturated as it is now like it was still kind of saturated but now I feel like everyone and their mom and their grandma and their pet has an instagram <laughs> um, literally the pet <laughs> yeah and they're and all of their pets uh but so yeah so that helped me i mean that helped me a lot but also what helped me was like and this can be applicable to any industry was collaborating with other people and creating relationships with people in real life that translated to a relationship online on your social media platform uh because like i was growing followers pretty consistently but very slowly at the very beginning but then if anyone's in the photography world they might know this blog but it's called f stoppers and they do a lot of youtube videos and tutorial like workshop packages and they have a blog and they reached out to me and were like hey we live in south carolina and charleston and i was in wilmington so it was pretty close would you mind driving down and we're, we're gonna do this like how to take professional uh, pictures with the iPhone 7 or something. This was a long time ago and um, be our model for us. And I was like, oh, I don't know, that sounds kind of weird. <laughs> but I looked them up and they had like millions of views on all their YouTube videos and had been on the news and like like Fox News and CNN and like all these big, big things. So I was like, okay, they seem super legit. And they were and um, they like put my handle in their videos and – that helped me get a lot of followers. But then when I like transitioned into veganism, I started to lose a lot of those followers because I wasn't putting out the same content I had before. And I was like, I'm just going to have faith and like just keep doing this and um, reaching out to people and collaborating with people. And eventually I started to gain back more followers. So to me, that kind of proved like, okay, it really is just like the relationships that we have that help build, build our social media. Because I feel like sometimes we're like, I just need to like, I want for people to look at me and come to me and it's all about me. And really it's not. It's about like what kind of value you can bring to people and being consistent in that. Like if you and this is something that I struggle with now because I feel like sometimes social media can take a toll on my mental health. So sometimes I'm like, I don't want to look at it for like a few days, um, which is like not consistent. But consistency is very, very important for somebody that wants to grow their social media platform because like if you think about the, your favorite people that you follow, most of the time they're posting every single day, something new every day. Yeah. They're sharing really good information. Mm-hmm. They're sharing qual- like quality information that looks really good. And yeah, I, it's like consistently good, good stuff. So if somebody wants to do that, I feel like that is very important. Like make sure that your aesthetic is beautiful. Make sure that what, what you're saying to your people is very intentional um, and goal-driven. Make sure you know like exactly what it is that you're trying to get across to people because sometimes it can be hard because we're like, I want to share all my life with you. But like if your goal is, let's say, journaling or fitness or whatever, like just post that thing over and over and over and over and over again. And sometimes we're like, that feels redundant. But like to anyone else that's watching you, it doesn't feel redundant because they're getting blasted with so much information that they already forgot what you said 10 seconds ago. But yeah, I guess like relationships and consistency, like that's really important. I
1: never thought of it like that too. So I hope that helps anybody out
2: there. (laughs) But you guys have an amazing social media. It looks beautiful.
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> touched her heart oh my gosh
2: was <laughs> like crying really touched right now heart that one thank you <laughs> no seriously when I looked at it I was like wow this looks very very professional and extremely well done so you guys are doing great work thank you wow um I guess
0: who do you look up to in the girl boss community
2: okay I mean Nicole I love Nicole Mejia yes. from dump I, she's amazing I love Nicole
1: I've literally been following her since probably
2: I was in high school oh yeah Yeah. I love her she's so great and just like real and very genuine I love that she's I feel like a bond with her because I feel like we both kind of had similar paths because she was also bikini modeling in Miami Mm -hmm. and then went into more of like an I want to help people type of platform so I feel very like I feel like I can relate to her a lot and I hope to be as successful as she is one day. You will. <laughs> You're so sweet. So I love I love her. She's incredible. And then another one that I would say in a less like social media driven aspect would be Kelly Brogan, who wrote the books that I was recommending earlier, A Mind of Your Own and Own Yourself. She has now transitioned to a little bit more of like a spirituality type of vibe i don't really know how to describe it um and right now with COVID 19 she's just like blasting you know what she thinks the truth is and all these things so it's getting a little bit like okay come on (laughs) let's (laughs) let's stop talking about this but um just like the information that she's bringing to the table in terms of like mental health and all the different things that can affect it And the and the way that she's helping people recover from depression is something so beautiful and so powerful that I hope to do one day as well.
0: I wanted to know about your posting. You, I look at your captions and they tend to be like long. They tend to be thoughtful and like really like you put a lot into them. How does it go for? Because you know like how people are like, oh my gosh, I need to find a caption, and then they find like song lyrics and they just posted it so like what was like kind of the process (laughs) of you getting to that point versus just like doing like superficial like the easy
2: like the yeah Yeah. I don't know how many people read my captions (laughs) but um I guess just like because I was sometimes I like scroll way way back to when I was modeling and like and my captions are so like Superficial, like there's like no substance to them there whatsoever. Um, and slowly, you can see like they start like getting a little bit more depth. Um, and I think it was kind of just a process of like my mind growing. Um, I f- I feel like when I was, you know, just modeling, I was I w- I was superficial. Like I don't think I don't think I was like a superficial like judgmental person, but like I didn't have much depth to me. Um, you know, some people that love me might disagree, but I don't, I disagree with them. (laughs) Um, So I think it was kind of like me discovering more about myself and wanting to kind of like share what I was learning along the way. Um, It's been kind of just like a way for me to share. Yeah, like I I said, like share kind of things that I'm processing, things that I find that I find helpful. Um, Like today I posted um, an excerpt from a poem and what it meant to me. And I feel like it's kind of like a journal in a way I just kind of share like what something brings to mind and like sometimes a picture that I take will inspire me to think a certain thing and I want to just share that and I just feel like Instagram is full of lots of people posting things without really wanting without really saying anything and I didn't want to be another one of those people which is why like now I'm working on a blog and like having my whole website set up because I want to share more like more information with people and educate people and more experiences with people instead of just like a picture that doesn't really say much at all i guess that's not really like a tip but i I just feel like all of us have a voice and all of us have something to share whether that be our own experience or just something you're learning um like maybe oz you learned something really interesting in one of your international affairs classes that you're like oh my gosh everyone should know this like or maybe it just teaches you something about, like, like community or, yeah. or like, he, society or whatever. And, like, it's, it's interesting to hear what other people think about things. At least I find it interesting. So I feel like if all of us just shared a little bit more, we would all learn a little bit more and the world would be a better place. <laughs>
1: I like that. No, I like that. <laughs> all right. So for our last question, um, what advice would you give your 18 or 20-year-old self? now that you are where you are now.
2: I guess like, and it's it's kind of, it feels stupid because the advice I'd give myself is the advice everyone else was trying to give me and I just wasn't in a place to listen. But mm. um, I feel like we get that a lot. Like yeah. Because
1: we always ask this question to like kind of wrap things up. Yeah. And a lot of people say that they just wouldn't have listened to yeah themselves or what other people were saying. Yeah. Um, but continue. Sorry.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I guess just to like not put all my eggs in one basket. And I think sometimes when people hear that, they think like, oh, you want me to have a plan B, like something that's like safe and secure. But like, that's not necessarily true. Like maybe when I, like it, your plan, your not your plan B, but your like extra hustle or whatever can be aligned with your main goal. Um, For example, when I started modeling, I was also starting the uh, NASM course, which is like one of the top personal training courses. And I just thought, like, well, I'm going to be so successful as a model that I don't have to do personal training as well. But now I look back and I'm like, damn it, I could have done both. And that probably would have made me so much more money. And like, like, maybe I would have started my own version of Fit and Thick way back when, like, or something like that. So it's like, wow, instead of I was so close minded, I didn't realize that there were many different ways to approach the same goal and that they can all support each other instead of taking you away from each other. So I guess that would be the, the advice that like there are many different ways to, um, to do that. So yeah, instead of seeing, instead of seeing things as tearing me away from what I want, I can, I can approach different things in life as a way to support what I want. Um, yeah, but I'm not sure if yeah. past me would have even understood. <laughs> well,
1: it's good that you do now, though. I think mean, that's the yeah. whole point that you that you do now.
2: Yeah, but I guess that's what I would I would tell anybody when they're young is like think about what you really really want, and then think about all the different ways you could approach it, and maybe choose three of those ways to go about it instead of thinking that there's only one way to do it because that that isn't true. And the more things you do, the more you learn about yourself and the the deeper understanding you you will develop of whatever it is you're pursuing well
1: thank you so much for joining us on the UNI podcast we are so grateful that you took the time to talk to the listeners and us
2: thank you you guys are awesome and it's been great they um they invited me to do a little facetime with them during this yeah. <laughs> podcast so it's <laughs> been fun just getting to like see them and see you guys and talk to you guys and everything you're doing a really amazing thing with the UNI podcast and I'm really grateful for it thank
0: you thank you and to our listeners i hope you enjoyed and gained some tips on how to be compassionate towards yourself from our conversation with mila again we want this to be an ongoing conversation with you so please feel free to leave your comments ideas and feedback
1: on our latest instagram post at the uni podcast thanks for listening and we'll see you during next week's episode Bye. bye i hope you enjoyed this week's episode and we would love to hear your thoughts What did you think? What was your favorite part of the episode? Leave your comments on our latest Insta post at the UNI podcast. We want to include you on this journey. Once again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you during next week's episode. Have a wonderful week. Bye.